Today's episode of Miss Congeniality is brought to you by Athletic Greens. So I have been recently really into AG1 by Athletic Greens, Color Me Influenced, but with the author era coming up and some of my recent health scares, I've been really focused on extra immune system support and any way I can get a little more energy and just feel healthier because obviously I've just had a tough month and also I love a beverage and it's much easier for me to drink something nutritious than to like take a pill. And I really have noticed just an improvement in my digestion, clearer skin, better hair. I just feel better when I drink it in the morning and it's super easy. I just put it in my water bottle. I have my little beverage, you know, and I go about my day. AG1 gives you increased energy and mood support. It just makes it easy to live your best life. And that's, you know, that's what we want these days. Every single scoop is also packed with like a ton of vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced ingredients. And what more could I possibly ask for than that? That I trust them. That makes me feel good. So if you are looking for an easier way to take supplements, Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com slash Eli. That's athleticgreens.com slash E-L-I and go check it out. Love ya. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the first ever episode of Miss Congeniality produced by Cake Media. We are so excited for this collaboration and partnership. It feels just like a new chapter coming at the perfect time, and I am so grateful, and we're going to get into all of it, but thank you for being here, and thank you for following along the journey, and thank you for letting me take the week off last week. I just figured that since this week would be just the new launch, we should we should make it all about newness and all about, you know, jumping into a new era. And we are we're in our let them eat cake era. And God fucking bless for that. Today's episode is all about having it figured out and what that means as it relates to the podcast and to just everything else in life. I don't know. I've been wanting to talk about this for a while and I'm really excited that I picked that theme for the first episode under the new umbrella and with the new kind of like era that the podcast is in. I just feel like it's, I don't know. I feel like it's a vibe. I feel like it's a moment and I'm recording this right before I have therapy and that feels really fucking good. It's Tuesday, May 30th at 2.47 PM. Memorial Day weekend just happened. I hope you had a good time. If you didn't have a good time, that's okay. There will be other weekends. It really did feel like a kickoff of the summer for me. I had a great time. I went home to my parents, which was really nice. Um, Well, first I went to the Eras tour. And let me just tell you guys what a fucking religious experience that woman really does. Like that woman as in Taylor Swift, she really does that like for three full hours. And if you've seen the concert, you know, it's just like an absolute marathon. I think that she's just the celebrity and the icon of our time. And I went with Shiseido, which is one of my favorite skincare and makeup brands. I am obsessed with their fucking um, mascara. If you've been looking for a mascara that gets you a bang for your bunk, meaning you're going to have it for like six to eight months and actually use the whole thing before it dries up and gets crusty, you're going to want to go for their mascara, the Imperial Ink Mascara. It's so good. I was wearing it at the Eras tour. I was feeling my outfit. And then I went home and it was just one thing after the next. I walked in the five mile race that my family made me do and I crushed it. I broke two hours in the walk. It was really fun. And then my boyfriend and my best friend came um, home to my parents' house with me and we just relaxed and chilled and ate hot dogs and did all the things. And it was wonderful. So I hope you guys had a lovely weekend or just did something lovely for yourself. Honestly, I used to be such like a winter fall person and I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just like the anxiety has gotten worse over the years, but I am such a spring summer girly now. Like give me a boat, give me a body of water, give me warm weather, give me sunscreen, give me sundress, but not in like a mermaid beach, like ocean way, more so in like a outdoor barbecue, like sunbathing pool kind of way. I feel like there's two kinds of summer girlies and I'm not a summer girly in like the typical sense. I feel like I'm more so the like, I like the option to go outside when the sun is shining, but I'm not requiring it. Do you know what I mean? I also like to read outside and what, and what a privilege to read outside when it's nice out. It's just like, we just can't take these things for granted. I have a couple other updates before we get into the whole kit and caboodle today. Um, I wanted to tell you guys that I've been loving, I don't know how to pronounce this. I think it's Say Beauty, S-A-I-E. I've been using their blush. I've been using their like illuminizing primer. I've been using all of their products and let's just talk about it. 
Them and Merit Beauty, they have it fucking down. I bought them out of everything that they that they make. Like it is if you're looking for that like no summer, I mean no makeup makeup summer glowy dewy skin moment, you're going to want to go for that. It's just it's elite. It's upping the ante every single time. Other than those two brands, my digital camera, like she just comes everywhere with me. It has been such a good time. It is the Canon Pro Shot ELF 360, I think. I keep posting it. ELPH. Not ELF, like the makeup. ELPH. I keep doing that. I did that the other time I told you guys too. Um, but I'm loving my digital camera era. It's all over my Instagram. DM me if you want the name and that was confusing for you because I tend to confuse myself as well. The other thing that we need to speak about, if you're looking for summer clothes, some of Zara's collections just don't hit. And like sometimes they have like a winter collection that you're like, wow, that wasn't it. Their current summer collection is it. It is the moment. I've online shopped most of it. I find it to be fitting well in terms of them. I don't really go for their pants because you just fucking never know. And to, and to be honest, I don't feel like crying. Like I don't feel like opening a package from Zara and crying. And so I haven't been going for their pants, but the sundresses, the sets, the tops, they're just, they're fucking good. And I feel like they're well-priced. So definitely go hit that up if you're looking for some summer options and you haven't been going for a Zara because you've been like, oh, their collections haven't been that good this year. This one is really good. Other current faves include carne asada tacos. I'm in my taco era. I just don't know how else to put it. I've been eating tacos like three times a week. I get them from this place called Summer Salt in New York City, like doing a somersault, but it's spelled S-A-L-T. So fucking good. And they have the best chips. Like, you know, those chips that are just like crunchy and crispy and hearty and decadent and delicious. That's what it's giving. And it's giving exactly what it needed to. Like, God bless, like t justice for tacos. Like we don't, I don't think, like before this era that I'm in now, I would go to a Mexican restaurant and I would order like a taco salad, a burrito bowl, anything before tacos. What was I thinking? Because tacos, like they're, they're elevated. Like it is, and it's so easy. And like, you can make them healthy if you wanted to, or they don't have to be. It is the meal of my moment right now. Like I'm eating them all the fucking time. And thank, thank you tacos. Like, we're, like if you guys have any recommendations for your favorite tacos in New York, let me the fuck know because I like, I crave them every single day, carne asada tacos. Um, and that's really my update with that. In terms of what I've been watching, I'm still on prison break. And also the new season of Dave is just, it is so good. It is so it. It is so my thing. I've never loved anything more than I fucking love this. Like, and I'm not going to lie to you guys. Like right now, like it is perfect. I'm about to finish Sex and Rave by Eve Babbitts. Such a good book. Like it's been such a good introduction to Eve for me. Like me saying Eve, like we're on a first fucking name basis. Like this bitch does not care. Um, <laughs> I think it's been a really good introduction. Like that was just the one I picked up. I didn't like think about what my foray into her work was going to be, but I think it was a good one. So if you're looking to be in your Babbitt's era with me, definitely pick that one up. Almost done with it. Then I will probably go back to Eat, Pray, Love. Then I need to start Old Enough, which is Haley Jacobson's book, which is out fucking everywhere, right? Very much so in 20 days. So you can pre-order it right now and you should pause, go pre-order. It's, it's going to be amazing. Like I haven't read it yet, but I'm about to read it and I just know her. Like I know that she's one of my favorite writers, so I know I'm going to love it. Other recs, um, if you're in the New York area and you're in the market for um, a fabulous, wonderful, incredible, stunning and beautiful Broadway show to see, I can't recommend Once Upon a One More Time Enough. This is the Britney Spears jukebox musical. I'm not really a big jukebox musical girly, but this one is different. It is just like if you're looking for like true theater and you want to experience something like moving and like dense, like this isn't for you. But if you want to party and you want the best party in the world and dancing and vibes and like you can scream and yell and jump around like you're going to go see Once Upon a One More Time. I saw it last week with my friends and we laughed so fucking hard. I can't even describe to you how hard we laughed. Like it was truly one of the best experiences I've had in a while and I can't recommend enough. So definitely go support the arts and see once upon a one more time. If you're in New York city, other than that, um, I have my move happening. I'm trying to move before my surgery. My surgery is going to be at the end of June and then I'm going to Europe on July 9th and then I get back and my lease is up. So I have to do that. And there are a lot of other things going on. I have something really, really big happening on June 9th and you guys are all going to know about it. It's it's really fucking soon, actually. By the time you're listening to this, it's a week from today. And it's going to be huge, and it's going to be massive, and it's going to be exciting. And I'm 
also planning a pre-order launch party for the book era and things are just like really in motion and it's 10 days away as I'm recording this and I'm going to throw up. Um, so just keep your eyes peeled for June 9th. Uh, there'll also be a podcast episode that coincides with everything happening. So not to worry. You will listen to that loud and clear and you will know what's going on and it, you'll, you won't be able to get rid of me, bitch. Like June 9th will be like my birthday, but more intense and I will be more scared, but we'll be celebrating. So just keep the idea in your calendar, in your Google calendar, in the back of your mind, wherever you want to keep it. That's that's what's going on. And and coinciding with that, I got to go to the HarperCollins office for my first time. I had never gone just because of the pandemic and my editor wasn't back in office and all the things. And I got to go and it was so crazy because I was literally like, oh my fucking God, they literally like Carrie Bradshaw, this was her publisher's office, like in and just like that. The publishing office that she goes to is like it's it was shot at HarperCollins, which is crazy. I was like, this is full circle. I'm literally foaming at the mouth. Um, it was the coolest thing. Such a pinch me moment. I don't have many other book updates as it stands, but that's a really big update. Um, we are we are getting close to book territory and things are going to be wild and things are going to be amazing. And there's going to be so many chances for us to celebrate together, not to worry. This is as much mine as it is ours. And I just can't wait to include you guys in all the fun stuff. I literally am like my podcast listeners are the VIPs. Like they're the girls. Like you have to, we're prioritizing them. Like they're going to find out about things first and that's just how it works. One other thing I wanted to ask you guys about and like, Please let me know if you disagree. Is Succession like a good show? Because I watched the finale and I've watched bits and pieces. And like, I genuinely thought that this was the worst thing I've ever seen. And I don't know if I'm just a hater or if I just don't get it. Or because if I like didn't watch it all the way through, I like don't understand. I literally think that it's giving like The Office, but horrible. Like, I think this is the worst show. And I feel like I'm alone in this. And I just like truly want to find one other person that can be like, I agree. I don't like Succession. Like... I was so bored watching the finale and I know it was like supposed to be this whole moment. And I was like, I don't get it. Like what's happening? Like I, maybe it's because I haven't watched the whole thing, but I really don't think I could sit through an episode. Please let me know if somebody else fucking agrees. And then we can all commiserate about how we don't like it together because I, I like to feel in the know with things. So I like to watch things so I can be a part of the cultural conversation and I can't be a part of the cultural conversation with this. Like I, I, I just don't want to be. There's just nothing. Like, I I tried. I thought I would become a part of the cultural conversation. I thought we were going to talk about the finale and our thoughts and feelings, but I couldn't focus through it. And so please find somebody else, God, um, that doesn't like it as well so I don't feel like a loser and like I'm like not invited to a party that I really want to go to. Oh, and last but certainly not least, I know you've been waiting for your touch grass of the week, so here it goes. So I went to the Eras tour on Friday with my mom's cousin. So she's like my cousin, second cousin. And we're really, really close because when I was really young, she lived in my basement and she basically like raised me. And we've always just had a really close bond. So she is like the biggest Swifty in the world. And she is going through breast cancer treatment right now, chemotherapy. And she also like copes with humor. That's just like her personality. And so I decided to bring her to the heiress tour when I had a plus one because she wasn't able to get tickets and was like absolutely devastated about it. So she has been looking forward to this like nobody's business and like we are literally like talking about the content and how she's going to go viral on TikTok and how I'm going to make TikToks with her and she like wants to participate in the content so we've been talking about like what TikToks are we going to make what Instagrams are we going to do like all the things right so she's making like a transition video that she had planned out and then we're talking about what content can we make on my TikTok because she wants to be in content she's like oh let's use that that sound that's like the era's tour might kill me but like at least my outfit's cute because we'd also had on like fucking cute outfits and I was like okay great idea so I filmed the video and I'm like, the air storm might kill me, but at least my outfit's cute. And I'm like, okay, what should we make the caption? Because I want to go based off of her vibes and like not like force her into like any sort of content. Like one of my principal rules with like taking content with other people is that like if I make a video with somebody else in it, I always double check for their consent, ask them, do you want me to change anything? Whatever. And if I... um make of it. And if I'm like collaborating with somebody else, that's going to be in one of my videos. I always let them take the lead just because like, I never want someone to feel pressured that I like want to post something or whatever. And she's like, Oh, we should make it something about like how you have appendicitis and I have breast cancer, but like, we're still fucking going to the Eras tour, even though like both of our doctors were kind of like, you need to lay low. And like, this is the opposite of laying low. And I was like, okay, slay. So I make the caption, um, when she has breast cancer, and I have appendicitis, but like, you're going to the Eras tour, like it might actually kill us. LOL. 
I am not even fucking kidding you. I've never seen outrage like this in my life. First of all, half of the comments were accusing me of comparing breast cancer and appendicitis. Let me get something incredibly straight. I would never do that. And I did not do that. If you've ever even read anything before, you would know that I wasn't trying to do that. If you've ever gone outside, you would know I wasn't trying to do that. People looking for me actively to do something wrong were so excited to jump on the fact that they thought that's what I was insinuating. I was absolutely not insinuating that. And if you think that, I really need you to block me because you don't know my character. You don't know me at all. And frankly, you don't know my cousin who came up with the idea for the video and I was sitting right there and it just happened to go on my TikTok, not hers. There were people giving me death threats in my comments and then the same accounts going on her TikToks and commenting like slay queen as though they thought that I held a gun to this woman's head and forced her to post that. I was not doing that. Those struggles are not even close to similar. Not even close. Breast cancer and appendicitis are not even close to the same thing. And so that was one thing. The second thing was like people basically saying I forced her to post that and saying that like it was so cruel and awful. I 100% didn't. She is in my comments. If you go to my other videos from that night, commenting back at haters on her own accord. She texted me the next day like I'm having so much fun commenting back at your haters. She thought it was the most insane and ridiculous thing that had ever happened ever. And when I was getting all the hate on the video at the concert, she recommended I take it down because I was getting really upset about it because I was like, I was really upset that I was maybe affecting her or involving her in something negative. And there was so much negativity and death threats coming on my page that she was like, you need to delete the video. So I did not delete the video because I felt guilty or because I thought I was in the wrong in any way. I deleted the video because she suggested I do that because it was just too much for either of us to read. And I want to just put it out there that if you commented a death threat, go fuck yourself. Um, a lot of people cope with humor, including my cousin. If you were offended by that video, I am sorry that that's how you felt. I was not and would not ever compare appendicitis to breast cancer. Appendicitis for me wasn't even that big of a deal. Like I'm fucking fine. If I had to, I would go through it again. I'm going to get it out. I'm not scared of surgery. I'm going to be okay. Yeah. Was it scary? Of course. Was I in the hospital for a while? Yeah. Now it's a bit the appendicitis. Like I'm okay. I would never compare the two. And I just, obviously you can hear in my voice how enraged and upset I am that people would say that I was doing that. And also just like how crazy it was the reaction to that video. Like it was truly so insane to me. And again, only took it down because of the two reasons I stated before, like people were just like making me out to be a villain and they were acting like I forced her to do that. And it was just insane to me. But again, if you go on my other videos, there are comments, people being like, don't act like we don't have the video saved. And I'm like, to do what with? And she's commenting below them, like, what, like, fucking leave her alone. Like, what are you, what are you going to do with the video? Like, I, I genuinely don't know. I was, like, really shocked that that was the response to it. Um, just want to let everybody know. I mean, I know if you guys are listening to this, you, you trust me and you know my character. I want to let everyone know that I'm sorry if you took it out of context. Number one, I absolutely was not comparing the two and would never do that. Number two. And number three, my cousin was involved with and at the helm of creating that entire video. And it was not something that I was like, I'm going to do this. And you're forced at all. And the next day she was literally like telling everyone like, guys, we, we got through our first cancellation. Like I have to tell you what happened. It was fucking crazy. And then is commenting back at haters on her own accord. So she's fine. And if anything, she's a fucking champ. And I do just want to give her a shout out as to the fact that she's just the most wonderful person in my life. She's a warrior. She's crushing it. She is beautiful and graceful and strong and brave and a badass. And, and spending that night with her for both of us was one of the most special things. We were crying. We were laughing. We were dancing. We were holding one another. We just like seriously made the memory of a lifetime and shame on you if you gave me a death threat or tried to take that away from her. And also weird vibes. If you were commenting on her videos after telling me go die cunt, that was a comment that I got. I, I, I blocked out the word die so that I didn't get death threats anymore because I just thought that was odd. Um, but then the, the same account is on her video. Like, you are a strong, beautiful, brave woman. And I'm like, girl, be fucking for real. So that's a touch grass if you did that. And if you've ever left a death threat, that's a touch grass. All right, we're done with the negativity. I just wanted to let everybody know that I'm very serious about the fact that I would never compare those two things and that if you want me to die you probably shouldn't listen to my podcast because you're putting money in my pocket. Okay, thank you very much. <laughs> but let's talk about what we came here to talk about, which is having it all figured out. And specifically, I just want to talk about... First, I want to talk about the podcast because I think that this is a new era for my podcast. And I don't know if all of you have been listeners for this whole time. I've had my podcast for two-ish, almost three years, three, two and a half, three years. 
And I started it in grad school after I took an audio journalism class as a hobby. I went to Columbia to get my master's in journalism and I took an audio journalism class. And as a hobby, I was like, oh, I want to start a podcast. I learned a lot in that class about like the importance of audio journalism. And I think that that would be really fun. And I was really just doing it as a silly fun thing. I never, ever thought that I would make money off of it or anything like that. And then eventually it started to gain traction. And at that point, when it started gaining traction, it just wasn't where I wanted it to be in terms of like, you know, quality. And I think that when I started my podcast, like I was a grad student, I was nannying to make money. I, I was like tutoring, nannying, doing TikTok to make money, like pay for my rent, pay for my lifestyle. I was making the podcast on GarageBand, no microphone, no equipment, no like editing skills, had no idea really like how to like, you know, produce a podcast. And I, you know, took a break from it because I also wasn't consistent because I just didn't have the time because I started working a full-time job and all these things. And then eventually I decided that I love this so much and it matters so much to me. And I got the really apt advice at one point in my life in college to treat everything I do like the most, you know, amazing for in this example, podcast producer would see it because you just never know. And so when I went to go do the rebrand, I decided, you know, I'm going to pour everything into this rebrand because this is something I love and I want to work to make this podcast really, really, really fucking good. And something that people say, I love your podcast and something that people turn to and feel comforted by and a way that I can make my community stronger. And I think that this podcast is one of the things that I've worked hardest on in terms of everything that I do because I just love it. And I love being here with you. And I love the community that we've built together. And I love meeting you guys. And I just, I don't know, I like have chills thinking about how special this podcast is to me. And I think for a really long time, I've tried to wear all the hats because then after I rebranded, I was like, okay, I'm going to push myself to figure out how to, to, to like be an audio engineer. And I bought all of this equipment and I learned how to use it. To be fair, that was all on my own accord. That was pretty fucking badass of me. I now know how to use all my equipment and it's cool and vibey. But then I was like, I need to start asking for help. And I used to really struggle asking for help because I've always felt really self-reliant and independent and like I could just do everything myself. But doing everything myself with this just simply wasn't sustainable. And also I'm not a fucking expert and I can't pretend to be. Like I'm not a marketing and graphic design expert. So I hired someone and he's the most incredible and talented person that I have on my team. His name is Jonathan. If you follow this podcast on Instagram, you see those graphics and they're amazing. Um, and he's so creative. And then I was like, I want to ask for help from a producer. I want to have somebody that helps me with the audio and just makes it better because that's what my community deserves. And because I love this this much, I want to put that amount of time and energy into it. And I think that's something that we forget sometimes is that asking for help is so fucking brave. Like, I think we think asking for help is a sign of weakness, but it's a sign of strength. Admitting like the way I can make this better is if I ask somebody else for help is so brave of you. And letting go of your own control in something is so brave as well. Like I really had to say to myself, okay, I, I can't control the situation anymore. I need a producer. I need a graphic designer. I need help. And that's where Cake came in. And that's where this beautiful partnership was born. And I'm just feeling really, really lucky today because this is the first chapter of a new book that is Miss Congeniality, the podcast with just more, better guests, better audio, just a better podcast. And I am so glad that you guys have been on this journey with me through every single little dip and every single little moment, because now we have this big, bright, beautiful thing. And I just absolutely cannot wait to see what we do and where we go in this new chapter. And I think this segues really beautifully into what I wanted to talk about today, which is the concept of having it all figured out. I've been thinking about this a lot because I think when I was a kid and when I was growing up and when I was in high school and when I was in college, I was like, when I graduate college, I need to have it all figured out. And then I graduated college and I didn't have it all figured out uh, at fucking all. Like I really still felt like a child. I literally still felt like a teenager. And that might've been a product of the fact that I graduated during COVID, but I didn't have it all figured out. And then I was like, okay, once I move to New York and I get to grad school, I'm going to have it all figured out because that's what happens. Like you turn 22 and you have it all figured out. No, I turned 22. I moved to New York for grad school and I was literally like, okay, I feel like I have all these fucking odd jobs and these weird hobbies and I'm trying to make it work. And I feel really out of place in grad school and I just don't feel like myself and I'm depressed and I'm I'm lonely. Like I don't have it all figured out. And I was like, okay, when I graduate grad school, I'm going to have it all figured out. Absolutely not. I was working a job that I hated. I felt really kind of like 
off balance and weird. And like, I was trying to get my footing in New York, but again, I still felt like I was like cosplaying an adult. And so I was like, okay, who do I look up to that? I feel like has it all figured out. And they were all these like people that I knew on the internet, like friends of mine who I did TikTok with. Like I felt like, okay, these other people who like are my friends, like Jenna Palick and Audrey Peters and like all of these people that I follow online, but I also know in real life, like they have it all figured out. Why don't I? And like, that was just a complete projection. Like, I have no idea if they feel like they have it all figured out. I'm just watching their online presence, which is really like, if anything, similar to mine, because I also make TikToks online and I'm like, oh my fucking God, I am, I don't have it all figured out and I'm spiraling, but they do. And it's like, we have no idea if other people have it figured out. And I think for a really long time, I was looking up to people and even like celebrities and like writers and authors and being like, oh my God, they have it all figured out. Like Cheryl Strayed has it all figured out. This woman literally told me she doesn't have it all figured out. And I think that for so long, I like looked up to these people and I like just assumed they had it all figured out. And I think that it takes a lot to be like, actually, I fucking don't have it all figured out. And people don't say that because people don't even know that you're assuming that they have it all figured out. Like, I do not know if you guys think that I have it all figured out, but I'm going to come clean and let you know if you do. I simply don't. And I then started to think about like, okay, why do we want to have it all figured out? Like, what does that mean? And to me, it means, okay, I'm happy and content in my love life, in my relationship. I'm happy and content in my friend relationships. I'm happy and content in my family relationships. I'm happy and content in my career. My mental health is great. My physical health is great. All of these things, right? And then I'm like, okay, well, what do these people that I think have it all figured out have going for them? And I'm like, okay, well, they're, you know, they seem settled. They seem like they've got what they want and that they don't yearn for anything. They seem like they have all these things. I actually have no idea what they have or what they feel. I have no idea what's going on inside their brain. I maybe know 1% of the uh, like billions of things that could be going on in someone's life. And I'm going to look at that 1% and say that person has it all figured out. That doesn't make any sense. And that's all based on our own perception of that person, not actually what's going on with them whatsoever or at all. So I started thinking to myself like, okay, what does having it all figured out mean? This is kind of what I think it means. Okay, basically I'm just perceiving people and that's kind of problematic because I actually don't know what's going on in their life. And then I was like, wouldn't having it all figured out insinuate that there's nothing left to figure out? Hence, then there's nothing left to learn. Hence, then there's nothing left to gain. Like I am somebody who's so curious. I'm like a lifelong learner. I love to learn new things and I want to gain new things. Like if I boy, if I had it all figured out when I fucking graduated college, you guys, I would not be where I am today. There wouldn't be a book deal. There wouldn't be all of you. We wouldn't be sitting here with this podcast if I had it all figured out when I graduated college. If I had it all figured out when I graduated grad school, you guys wouldn't be here today. So then I was like, having it all figured out is super fucking overrated. Why don't we talk about this more? Because if I have it all figured out, if I, Eli, graduate college with it all figured out, then I'm good. I don't need anything else. I don't need to push for more. I don't need to strive for more. I don't need to learn more. I don't need to do more. I have it all figured out. I'm content. But if I was content when I graduated college, I don't think I actually would be. So I think that having it all figured out is sort of bullshit and we shouldn't want that at all. And furthermore, if today me at 24, almost 25 years old, had it all figured out, maybe that would look like I'm a best-selling author and I have movie and book deals constantly coming through. So I'm not pressed for that. I love my career. I'm totally content in my love life. I have no issues whatsoever, mental or physical health-wise. That's simply not realistic. That's not going to happen. Like even if my career and love life were at were feeling perfect, which to be honest, I'm very lucky to say that I'm so fucking passionate about my career and I couldn't love it more and I couldn't love my boyfriend more. I have other things going on and you guys don't even know some of this stuff that's going on in my life. It's not realistic to, to have it all figured out that that can't happen. It's just not life. It's just not human. So even if I did have it all figured out, like I don't, cause there's always going to be something that's a little off and there's always going to be a little part of you. That's like, what if I strive for more? What if I want more? And I think also Part of the reason that women specifically are so fucking hard on themselves to have it all figured out is because we're told that number one, we shouldn't strive for more. We shouldn't want more. We shouldn't ask for more in any way. We shouldn't take up more space. We shouldn't be larger than life. We shouldn't grow. So a lot of us are like afraid to not have it all figured out because we assume that we can't have more because that's what we've been told subconsciously through birth. And we've also been told that there's a very specific one way 
to have it all figured out and to get the things that we need. And then you end up not feeling content when you do that. And you're like, well, what the fuck? This was supposed to be the perfect formula. Let me just tell you something. You are allowed to want for more. You are allowed to say that you're good at something and you are allowed to go after that thing. You are allowed to take up space. You are allowed to be loud and brilliant and bold and opinionated. Don't fucking let anybody else tell you otherwise. And if people don't like you because of that, that's on them. That's literally on them. And, and, and that's all I have to say on that front. And I think that's a reason why so much, so many of us put so much pressure on having it all figured out. Because think about it. I was really no offense to men, never looking up to them when I was thinking about people that had it all figured out. It was always me looking at women. And that's also just putting unrealistic pressure on those, those women who I was saying, oh, well, they must have it all figured out when in, when in reality, I don't fucking know. And then that's putting a pressure on them just like societally and in life and in my own mind that they need to have it all figured figured out when they don't because there's no such thing. And I honestly think now that I've had this whole like mental brain dump about this and I've been journaling about it and thinking about it for so long that having it all figured out would literally be so stifling and isolating to me because number one, I would be like, okay, so there's like nothing more for me to do. Like I'm such a doer. I'm such a motivated person. Like I want to always be leveling up. I want every year of my life to just feel like it could be the best one. Like I want to break, have breakthroughs and learn things and fail and try and succeed. Like I think if I was 1000% content, I would feel a little stifled. Like the shit that breaks me down is the shit that shakes things up for me. Like discomfort for me is something that I've really learned to embrace because it makes me a better person at the end of the day, a better writer, a better sister, sibling, like a better partner, all of those things. And so I started to think about like reframing, having it all figured out and like how I could reframe it. And so at first I was like having it all under control. And I was like, "Mm, I don't know, because it's never all going to be under control. And then I was like, having it all make some kind of sense. And I was like, "Mm, really nothing in my life makes sense. So that one doesn't work. And then I was like, having it all spark joy. But then I was like, but not even because that's not realistic having it mostly spark joy and working toward it, having it mostly spark joy. I don't have it all figured out, but I do have it mostly sparking joy every fucking single day. And that's work. That's not something that just happens. It's a part of my daily routine to have it all spark joy. And I like being a lifelong learner and I like failing because then it means that, that around the corner, there's an opportunity for me to try again and succeed. Like I, I simply don't have it all figured out. And I, and I want to let you know that like coming from me because I don't know there are people like me whether they're writers or authors or other content creators who I have looked up to and look up to and who I have thought in the past that person has it all figured out and when I have what they have I'll be happy and number one that's not even how it works and number two that's not true they don't have it all figured out because fucking nobody does and that's what we need to wrap our heads around and I think like if you are somebody who has looked at me before and said she has it all figured out I want that I don't And I want to acknowledge how lucky and privileged I am that I love my career and job and that I have the career and job I have. It is an immense privilege. And I, and I am so lucky for my boyfriend and friends in life. It is such a privilege. And that is something that I will never, ever, ever stop addressing. But trust me when I say, I literally don't know what's going on. I don't know what's next. I don't know what I want things to look like in my future. I don't know what twists or turns my life will take. I don't know what's going to happen. And it's taken me a really long time to get comfortable with that because I think also the part of the comfort in the idea of having it all figured out is that you feel like then nothing is going to come in and ruin that or nothing is going to come in and be an obstacle. But that's just simply not reality. There's always going to be obstacles and challenges and you don't know when they're going to come. And that's why you have to be adaptable and flexible and be able to roll with the punches. But like, I don't even know what the next year looks like. Like, right, like I'm moving in with my boyfriend And we're going to live in this apartment for the next eight months. And then I don't know. I kind of want to buy something, but I don't know. We might move. Like there's so many options for my life. And I I don't have that portion of it figured out where I'm going to be, where I'm going to end up, what I'm going to do. I don't know what's next after my book. Like I'm... I want to write more, but I don't know what, you know what I mean? Like there's just so many questions that I still have about what's going on. And even like my own mental and physical health and the problems that I'm going through with that, like you guys know, because I've always been really upfront about my mental and physical health, but of course I haven't shared everything and you don't know everything about my interpersonal relationships. None of that is figured out. And I think that it's really important to remember that even people that you look up to and even people that I look up to don't have it figured out because comparison and comparing yourself to people who you think have it figured out is just futile because trust me when I say they don't. And going off of that, I never want to have it figured out. I want 
every single day to be me figuring things out so that they spark joy and putting plans into place that consistently spark joy for me. Because at the end of the day, right, like we're on a floating rock. This is like the earth is a floating rock. Like don't look up a video about space if you don't want to be like fucking mind blown, but maybe do it. Maybe take a little edible, look up a video, how big is our universe? That puts it into perspective, okay? It's a floating rock. All you really have to do is be kind to yourself and others, do your best and have a good fucking time, right? Like, and none of that, none of that requires having it figured all out, having it all figured out. None of it requires that. And we put such a pressure on ourselves to do something that simply can't be done. Like it simply can't be done. That's like going into a store with monopoly money and trying to buy something. It simply can't be done. That's the analogy I'm going to give you. If I right now went to Chanel and said, I would like to purchase a flat bag, which is what I, what I did. What I would like to do that, but I'm not going to with monopoly money. They'd say it simply can't be done. Like you simply can't buy that with monopoly money. You know what I mean? Like, and we simply can't have it figured all out because it doesn't exist. And we put this pressure on ourselves in our twenties that we need to have it all figured out. And we put a pressure on ourselves in our teens when we're looking at women in their 20s specifically and people in their 20s. Oh, we have to be like them. We have to have it all figured out. Remind yourself what you're even looking at when you're taking in the data that you're putting together to decide who has it all figured out. A highlight reel on the internet. Let me remind you again, a highlight reel on the internet. That's what you're looking at. And even the people who are trying to be as upfront and candid and real as possible are still curating content online. And so we're putting pressure on ourselves to do the impossible, right? And we're spending all this time, we have to have it all figured out because they do. And we're looking at people's curated highlight reels and basing the idea that we need to have it all figured out on that. It's ridiculous. It's insane. And I think back to when I was 13 years old, looking at older women who were like older than me, not older women, but older than I am, like who were like 22, 23 and being like, okay, like once I'm that age, it'll be figured out. No, I, my prefrontal cortex is still developing y'all. Like I'm still figuring out how to take care of myself and that's okay. You need to be gentle with yourself and you need to stop pressuring yourself to have it all figured out because we've just decided all of us together as a community that that doesn't even make sense. It's impossible and it just doesn't need to be done. I want you to take that pressure off yourself and focus instead on sparking joy. Okay. So I talk about my college experience a lot and I want to bring it back to a little anecdote about this because I think it will kind of put it into perspective how I've gotten to this mindset. So when I was in college, I simply did not believe in myself and I was putting this pressure on myself that by the time I graduated, I needed to have it all figured out because I was going to be a real adult then. And I, I had no choice but to have it all figured out because that's what you do, because that's really what I thought. And the big problem was I didn't believe in myself at all. And I was requiring myself to have it all figured out by the time I graduated. One of the things I really didn't believe was that I could be creative for a job in any way. I didn't really believe I could be a writer. I didn't believe I could be in theater. And I really also thought that other people didn't believe in me and were just like pretending like they did because it didn't really affect them. And I thought that whenever something confirmed the fact that I was good at writing or that I could be creative for a career in some way, that that was just a like a fluke and a lie. And I remember one of my friends, um, saying that I was so ambitious when I got to Michigan and I was like this spunky little playwright that wanted to like start student orgs and write all these plays and everybody was kind of like, there's no way she does that. And then I turned around and did it and it, it was surprising. And, and he was like, you just go after what you want full force and it's really inspiring. And I remember feeling like there was no way I could inspire other people because what I was doing was just silly. And I remember feeling like, well, I can't believe that compliment because there's no way that that person actually feels like that. And I remember like when I was struggling to get a job post-grad because I really needed to have it all figured out by the time I graduated school, I was complaining to my best friend, Allie, and she said to me, do you know how many people would kill to be passionate about something like the way that you're passionate about writing? And I, I come back to that a lot because I never thought about it that way. Like what a privilege it is to not have it all figured out because there's something that my heart literally beats for that like sets my soul on fire and how fucking lucky I am to have that, how fucking lucky I am to not have it all figured out. And I would, I come back to those things now because they're, in the moment, I just kind of rode them off and, and I kept assuming like, okay, once I hit a certain milestone that I'm setting for myself, for example, winning a Hopwood, which is a writing award at Michigan, 
I'd have it all figured out or getting this prestigious internship. I'd get, I'd have it all figured out. I'll feel accomplished. I'll be proud of myself. I'll believe in myself. But each time I hit those goals, I would make an excuse as to why I hit it. Oh, not enough people applied. Oh, it was pity. Oh, there was a connection. Like somebody at school wrote me a recommendation letter and that sent them over the edge, you know, and I would just push harder and I would desire more. And in some way, I think it's really good to always be pushing yourself and be accountable. But I think it was really, really toxic because I only, I would only let myself believe in myself and be proud of myself when I hit arbitrary goals I set for myself. And even then I would change the script and change the rules when I hit the goals because I was never actually going to believe in myself. It was never about that. There was a self-loathing and an insecurity deep inside of me that was saying, you don't deserve this. I don't want you to believe in yourself. You're not good enough. All of these things. And that voice was so fucking loud for so long. And it was just that with the pressure that I had to have it all figured out literally set me into a spiral by my senior year where I was just the most depressed and anxious and upset that I had ever been. And looking back now, I'm like, I am never going to have it all figured out. That is just so unrealistic and just not going to happen. And having it all figured out is overrated. But you know what isn't? Believing in yourself and believing in your potential and going where you're wanted and finding little ways to spark joy on this damn floating rock every single fucking day. That, that is not overrated. But I'm sure you're like, thank you for the TED talk. How do we do that? Because I'm like, I'm sitting here listening to you like, "Uh uh-huh, I understand. We're throwing out, you know, having it all figured out. It's non-existent. It's unrealistic. It doesn't exist. Nobody has it all figured out. But how do I get out of the headspace where I don't believe in myself and I'm putting pressure on myself to have it all figured out? How do I get to a headspace where I'm comfortable not having it all figured out? And I'm like, okay. I have some I have some ideas. But the first thing is like, okay, how do I get to a headspace where I'm comfortable not having it all figured out? I think you have to get to a space where you realize that nobody does. So the next time you look at someone, let's use okay, let's use Jenna as an example because I think I've spoke about this before on TikTok. I used to really feel like I was so like incredibly in awe of Jenna's podcast and fun on weekdays and the whole brand she's built for herself. And I was like, I literally could never do that. That girl has it all figured out. I don't. I'm so almost envious of her because I'm not jealous because I don't hate her in any way or dislike her. I love her. I love her content. I love her podcast. I want to aspire to do something similar. She has it all figured out. Next time I feel that way, instead of saying that, I'm going to say, okay, Jenna's podcast and the brand she's built for herself is incredible. I aspire to do a similar thing. I am going to put some plans in place that might start helping me to get there. And I'm going to go easy on myself and I'm going to make sure it sparks joy all the way through. But at the same time, I'm going to push myself a little bit. But I, but Jenna doesn't have it all figured out because I don't know what's going on inside of her brain. She just has a brand and a podcast that I look up to that I'm inspired by. I'm proud of her. Every single time she releases a podcast and I see how gorgeous that, you know, marketing and branding is and her events and all of it. And I would love it if my brand could go into a similar place, but I'm not going to start assuming things that she has it all figured out or blah, 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 because we've already decided that nobody does. So next time you feel that way, I want you to stop yourself, be intentional and say, wait, before I go on, she doesn't have it all figured out. She just is doing something in a really amazing way that I want to do similarly. Because if I put that unrealistic expectation onto her, imagine if somebody said you had it all figured out. You would be like, what? Oh my God, I feel so much pressure. But what if somebody said, what you're doing is really fucking amazing and I'm proud of you and I'm sure that you struggle with it and might have anxiety about it, but I see how awesome it is and I want to do something that awesome too. That's amazing. So we're going to start there. You have to be intentional about your thoughts. The second thing we're going to do, believing in yourself is tough, okay? It was a long road for me to get here. Some days I don't even believe in myself. I'm like, holy fucking shit, I don't believe in myself. It's not going to be an everyday thing. But what's really much easier for me is believing in my potential. And I started, when I started my journey of wanting to believe in myself, I started with believing in my potential. Believing in myself felt heavy and I wanted to take it slower, but believing that I had the potential to succeed, believing that I have the potential to be a writer felt like an easier cross to bear. Not believing that I was going to be a writer, but believing I had the potential to get there. That felt a little bit similar. And then I have a ton of recommendations for you guys as to kind of how I worked up to believing in myself. The number one thing that I try to do is I work on my strengths And for every two strengths that I work on. So I would assume that writing and being creative is one of my strengths. 
And I would say that maybe running is, has been in the past one of my strengths because I'm good at those things. Some of my weaknesses, I am not great at keeping myself super organized and I'm not great at yoga. Okay. So for every two strengths that I'm working on, I work on one weakness in tandem. I focus on my strengths because it's a way to believe in my potential to succeed in those things. And I don't neglect my weaknesses because they exist and they exist for everyone, but I don't just focus on them because I need to water both. Because at the end of the day, they're all just skills and some of them I'm just naturally better at than others. But if I want to get good at a weakness, I do it two to one because that's just a ratio that's more positive and helps me to believe in my potential. When I'm viewing my weaknesses, I don't view them as a failure ever because that's just a story that I'm telling myself like, oh, like you're weak because blah, 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 blah. Like you failed at this. Like, oh, you, you know, you're not good at yoga. Like you're such a fucking failure. It's so hard for you. Like, that's a story I'm telling myself. I have the power and the ability to say instead, like, okay, yoga is difficult for you. It's a hard thing to do. The girl next to you is amazing at yoga. Like, yeah, that's something that she's naturally gifted at. You're not flexible and it's harder for you, but you have the ability if you want to, to go to yoga more often, maybe twice a week and start improving because you like it and because you want to. That's just a more positive way to view yoga and a weakness of mine and not see it as something that makes me a failure and start believing that I have the potential to improve if I'd like to and if that's something that might spark spark joy for me. In a similar vein, redefining success and failure was really helpful because in the past I was like, success is if everybody likes me and I am 100% happy every single day and I have the internship of my dreams and I have enough money to live on my own and I have, you know, I'm at a really happy place with my body and failure is everything. If, if none of that comes true, it's failure. That was just, those definitions were just self-defined. What if I defined success as I am finding little ways to spark joy every single day? I am working on my strengths and my weaknesses and I believe in my potential and failure is not doing those things. Like that is just redefining those words is so important. I want you to open up a notebook page and write that down. Write it down. What is success for you and what is failure for you? Because for so fucking long, success for me was like everybody likes me and failure is like not everybody likes me. And it's like, well, not everybody is going to like you. So you're always going to assign yourself a failure failing grade. And that's just not fair. That's not believing in your potential. While your notebook is open, I want you to write down all the things that you truly like about yourself. And I want you to be specific. I like the way that I laugh when X. I like the way I feel when I spend time with this person. I like my eyes. I like the way I look when I wear this lip gloss. I love this dress on me. I absolutely love how I feel when I go to this workout class. I absolutely love how I am able to make light of every single situation. I absolutely love how I look for silver linings and things. Whatever it is you like about yourself, I want you to fucking be specific. And every single time you're having a bad day, I want you to read those things because you deserve to treat yourself like a best friend and believing in your potential when you realize that you're not going to have it all figured out and that's okay is all about looking at yourself in the mirror and finding things that you love about yourself and celebrating those and finding small ways to spark joy. The next one is a little bit harder, but I want you to try to get comfortable with the uncomfortable. Nobody likes being uncomfortable, right? Like we don't like it. Like our bodies are conditioned to not like it. But when you are uncomfortable and when you are struggling through something, the other that is how you grow. And the other side of that coin is going to be growth and positivity and freedom and feeling liberated in some way and feeling joyful. And sometimes when you're in an, a period of discomfort and you don't know how to get out of it, you just have to sit with it. You have to get to know all your emotions, even the hard ones, especially them. So you can shake their hand and be like, what's up? I want to know you too. Give them a microphone, let them speak. Because if you just silence them, it's they're not going to get out. And once they get out, that's when you're on the other side. So get uncomfortable with the uncomfortable. Remember that you're the arbiter of your own joy and you are in the driver's fucking seat with, with your joy and sparking joy in your life. Okay. Nobody else is in charge of that, but you, and sometimes it's going to be harder, right? It's unrealistic to expect us to be happy every day. When you're in a bad mood, be in a fucking bad mood and let other people in your life be in a bad mood. Occasionally when they're in bad moods, you have to get that bad mood out, right? But you're the person that's in control of your own joy. And I think that that's something that we forget so often. We put like pressure on other people to spark joy for us and they can be a part of our joy, but they're not the one in charge. Okay. Spice up your routine a little bit. Whatever that looks like for you, I can give you a million recommendations and we can do a different podcast on that, but find little ways to spice up your routine to bring you joy every single day. Like we are not having it all figured out. We are having 
a little joy in every single fucking day. And remember that there's no supposed to, no should, no expectations other than the expectations that you're setting for yourself and you're in control of that. You are holding the pen. And what the expectation really should be is to be human and do your best and be kind to yourself and others, right? Like that's all you can ask for. There's no supposed to, there's no should, there's no expectations set by other people. You're the one setting those for yourself. And it's hard to block out the noise, but journaling has really helped me with that. And then I want you guys to remember that nobody knows if you have it actually figured out or not. People that we say, oh, they have it all figured out. They don't because we just have discovered and discussed that there's no such thing. And we should stop placing that expectation on people because it can be really toxic. But also like nobody actually knows what's going on in your mind, positive, negative or otherwise. And so you should really just focus on inward growth and what feels good for you and sparking your own joy because the outside noise, it doesn't really matter at the end of the day. And something that I try to do in my life is take things one day and one step at a time. And I sometimes have to remind myself of that when I'm getting ahead of myself. Like it's just one foot in front of the other. Make your to-do lists. Organize yourself. But don't put pressure on yourself to, you know, have it all figured out because that's not real. Okay, I could go on for super long. And those are just like some really high level thoughts that I have about this that I've been journaling about and ruminating on and thinking about. And it's nothing that, you know, I have set in stone. It's more so just how I'm feeling about my life and things that are going on with me right now. And I just want to let you guys know that if you hated this or you loved it or you have more to say, like, please reach out to me. I'm somebody that always wants to communicate with you guys about this. And if you heard something that you're like, please talk about that more, or you have an idea and you want me to talk about it more. Sometimes I need to sit with these things. Like this is something that I've been thinking about for a really long time. Um, but I mostly just want to say to you guys that, and your big takeaway is that you do not have to have it all figured out. Nobody does. And when you look up to someone, you should look up to the things that they do that inspire you, not that they have it all figured out. And if you want to implement some of those things into your own life, you have every ability because you are in control. And I love you guys so much. And I'm so excited for this new chapter of this podcast. And it really is such an honor and a privilege to like, I don't know, be here right now recording this and see how far we've come. And like, while I wish I started this as professionally, is this even professional? But as professionally and like put together and lovely as it is now, you know, that was never the journey. And the journey was a lot of hard work. And I felt like I was wearing all the hats myself at once, but this is a self-made thing and it was made because I love you and because you're important to me and because this community matters to me more than almost anything in the world. And I've had the, just the best time with you guys and I just want to keep having the best time and episodes will still be out on Friday. But next Friday, there's something really big coming and so maybe the episode will be about that. We will just, you'll have to wait and see, but I guess by now it's six days away, which means that I should be screaming and crying in a corner somewhere and trying to figure out what the fuck I'm going to do about that. But I just wanted to let you guys know that I thank you because without you, this wouldn't be here and I wouldn't be me and we wouldn't be getting excited about things happening in 10 days from now or if you're listening to this when it comes out six days from now. But I love you. Drink your water, hydrate, eat your carne asada tacos. Go get them. And oh, DM me where to get carne asada tacos in New York City because like I really need some. And I hope you have the most stunning, beautiful, wonderful, fabulous, fantastic weekend. I hope you have great plans. And if you don't, don't worry about it. Remember plans are a cherry on top of already beautiful ice cream sundae that is the weekend. And if you need anything, always just DM me. I love you so much. And thank you so much for being here. I will see you next week. Bye. 